Welcome to Tarogi Talk, where we attempt to unpack anything and everything Igorot. Whether it's through story or discussion, we hope to increase the awareness of our people and hopefully inspire others to seek out a greater understanding of our culture, just as we are. The following was previously recorded for YouTube, therefore you may find that some episodes are better consumed as video. Check out the links in the description. Regardless, we hope that you all enjoy this episode. For every, anybody watching, welcome to another episode of Tarogi Talk. Uh, today we have again another guest with us. Um, should we? Oh no! We'll we'll introduce ourselves uh, so that everybody's familiar with the format again, and then we'll let uh, Amanda uh, also introduce herself. So, um, if you don't remember, my name is Gerald Latin. I'm um, from Canada. I'm part of uh, Bibuk, BC, or Bibuk, Vancouver. Um, what are we called? I don't actually remember. Bibuk. BC, Edel. I officially, I think it's Bebac BC. <laughs> okay, Bebac BC. Bebac of British Columbia, officially. Right. Okay, we'll go with that. So Bebac BC. Um, and my parents, um, my dad is from um, Apayao, and my mom is from Binget. So that's my background. Uh, let's go with Mark. Hi there, I'm Mark, and originally I'm from the uh, Bebac of Northern California, and then uh, I moved to the UK. So I'm also part of Igorot UK here uh, out in uh, England. So uh, my parents are from the mountain province and um, they are Bago people who moved down to uh, the San Gabriel area of La Union in the mountains uh, around in Lipay and Polipo. Uh, I'll pass it to uh, Edel. Um, I'm Edel Matias. Uh, I live right beside Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm also part of Bebac BC or Bebac Vancouver, Bebac of British Columbia. Um, my mom is from Kabayan, Benguet, and my dad is from Bukod, Benguet. Go ahead, Jay. Hey, thanks. Uh, my name is Jay Watan. I am. Um, I live in San Francisco. I'm a member of the Bebac of Northern California. Um, my background's the same as Mark, as you can see with the last name that's on our. <laughs> little tag there and so um you know just doing everything we can to share uh, igor goodness in the world so amanda how you doing hi good uh my name is amanda abaya and um i'm from bmuck dc uh bmuck dc they they switched it and put an m in the middle instead of a b um, and uh my dad edwin abaya is from sagata and my mom is from Buntuk. Right on. Thank you. Yeah. So we invited Amanda here because um, uh, her parents are well known in the Igor community, but she's also uh, uh, well known as a leader amongst her, her community as well. And uh, she's also uh, one of the youth that grew up, like uh, some of our past guests, uh, within the community in the diaspora. And so she has a unique experience, I think from the second generation to share. And not only that, she also uh, owns her own business um, and, and is an entrepreneur. And uh, so we'd love to just uh, hear more about your life experience along with sharing your family's experience with your parents, uh, if you can. Um, yeah. So, I mean, how should we, how should we go, Gerald? 
Uh, I can let you lead it. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Mark. Nice. All right, all right, Mark. Uh, Go ahead and lead it since you're you you're you're the uh, Wolverine Batman. He's probably so tired <laughs> right now. I know. I I didn't realize my freaking eyes were so red, man. But yeah, it's about eleven fifty over here in the UK. Uh, it is what it is. But um, so Amanda, thanks for coming out. And we, what we do here is just casual, and. Uh, so we're just going to talk like we're just in the same room. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So like, could you just share a little bit about your family's experience, like coming to the States? And, yeah, and absolutely. So um, I'm the youngest of three. So my stories might be a little bit different from, from what um, my sister is. My goodness. Okay. Um, might share with you guys, but from what I know, from my perspective, uh, my dad was in the Navy, U.S. Navy. He joined when he was super young, right out of high school. Um, he met my mom uh, in Sagada. Uh, my mom was doing a, um, a Cinderella show, and she was Cinderella. Cinderella. And wow. the story is, is that my dad snuck into the theater uh, in Sagada and uh, didn't have any money. So he snuck into the theater, saw my mom singing a song. It's the part in Cinderella where she twirls and she's beautiful. <laughs> and she's singing and then my dad told his friend that's the girl I'm going to marry one day so very long story short they do get married you know my dad again in the navy um my mom came from a family whose dad passed away at a super young age so my grandma oh. strong woman this is why my mom is the way how she is my mom is extremely strong um anyways yes, they yes. got married they moved they were all around um they were, my dad was stationed in Hawaii, San Diego, uh, Japan, and then uh, DC. So um, from that, you know, they had Lonnie during that time, my mm. sister Jasmine, and then me um, in DC, and then my dad retired here. So basically, very long story short to where I, where, where I am now. Um, my dad retired from the Navy, had his own company called Jaser. Um, and they did government contracting. So at a super oh. young age, yeah, I was around that entrepreneur energy for as long as I could really remember. I mean, as soon as he retired, he worked for North of Bremen. And then after North of Bremen, he just went straight into opening up his own company. Um, and it was pretty successful. And it was, it was, you know, one of the times that I remember the most is when 9-11 happened. Mm. That yeah. His office was right, it overlooked the Pentagon. Um, super close Whoa. to it and uh yeah so it was a really crazy time I mean government contracting was is still booming and again yeah. being around the energy was amazing so because of that my they had they opened up another business um forgot what it was but and then uh my sister Lonnie at that time wanted to open up her children's business I, I had worked at a um at a company called The Little Gem. It's a gymnastics. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Lonnie had uh, brought her daughter there where I was working. And then so did Jasmine. And we were, they probably lived about 30 minutes away. But in this area, it's a very dense area. So 30 minutes away usually can be an hour away, depending on traffic. And, and then so we decided to open up one in Silver Spring, or Lonnie did. So it was me, Jasmine, and Lonnie. 
but it was mostly Lonnie who opened up the one, the little gym in Silver Spring. Oh, okay. And then as life goes on, you know, they had children, Lonnie moved to Hawaii. So I ended up um, owning the, the business in 2017 completely by myself. So yeah, so that's how I have it. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. I, again, I think the only reason why I've even thought to do that is because of my dad's spirit of mm. his entrepreneurial yeah. spirit and definitely from his as you know jay like the, the military upbringing that he had and um you know there's a certain kind of like energy that you just that just fuels you and i, I would definitely say being around my dad um has inspired me to you know choose something like this as opposed to teaching which is what i originally was going to do Oh, do you, so do tell you us have a little teacher? bit about tell us a little yeah. bit about the the business itself because it yeah. it's uh, some people might not know. Yeah, so the little gym, uh, it's everywhere. Actually, it's in the Philippines too. Oh, uh, it's in Makati. Yeah, and that I actually met the owner at one of our uh, annual trainings. Um, she has like a few in the Philippines, and then she also has a few in Singapore. But basically, the little gym is for children from four months to twelve years old. It is a gymnastics facility, but it's non-competitive. So it's really recreational gymnastics. And the whole point of it is to build confidence and keep the kids moving in a very loving, nurturing environment. Um, but yeah, it's it's a super, It's I've been honored to have done this for as long as I have. Um, it's honestly, I, I feel like it's a little gym. It's it's a, it's a little gym. It's small. Yeah. And, um, we're so community and or like just big time on community and organizations and you know nonprofits and all that stuff. We do a ton of fundraising um, mm. for the communities around us. And but yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, four months to twelve years old. I I always get asked, what do you four months old do in gymnastics? They don't do much, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, they can hang on the bar though because their 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 hands are super strong as parents you guys know they can hold on to your fingers like crazy that's right it's kind of crazy how strong the kid the kids grips are you know at that age totally, totally like, yeah all uh i know it's all like tendon strength yeah yeah, yeah. And their tummy muscles are super strong too yeah, yeah. super strong too but like i for for a four month old that class is usually geared towards you know first time parents or parents here with their babies all day and they need an outlet and uh so a lot of it is more social interaction but then we I mean obviously we there's a lot of like the, the babies hang on the bar we teach them like you know workouts with their kids and everything and you know elementary gymnastics that they can safely do but yeah yeah, yeah you cool. mentioned that it was international uh do you know if there's some in canada as well because oh no? yeah sorry. There are, yeah. Like I, I did a quick Google search and there's like three here. I'm not sure if it's affiliated with your company, but I think it is. It looks like it is. Yeah, yeah. Close to us. Oh Edmonton. yeah, there's one in Langley. Oh. Um not yeah. Langley, Virginia, but Langley. I want to get my kids into gymnastics. What would you say the optimal age for the kids to go into gymnastics would be? So our program, again, is more geared towards just learning the fundamentals, but more so just mental and wellness health. So if you're, if you're talking about like the actual competitive gymnastics, I mean, man, as soon as they're able 
you know, as soon as possible. I mean, super good point. definitely three years old, um, mm. uh, but does not hurt at all if you can get them comfortable doing forward rolls at one, which we have. We do have yeah. multiple yeah. forward roll. Um, yeah. So yeah, like definitely any age, but I, yeah. this program specifically is, is more so just building confidence and. Right. Yeah, that's, actually, that's a good point. Yeah. If they want to be competitive or not, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember during the IIC, uh, IIC 12, uh, a few years back, and you had brought your whole crew or a good part of your crew uh, that worked for you um, yeah. into uh, to just hang out at the IIC. It yeah. was almost as if a little emergent for, for them. But uh, it, it also gave me a little bit of insight about the kind of business uh, that, that you were running, that uh, all of these folks really deeply cared about, like, kind of like, hmm this ethnic identity uh, consciousness that they had, that you had, uh, is something that they actually cared for. And um, uh, it's not like they were all ignorant people either, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I was really impressed by their just uh, uh, openness to uh, learn a little bit more, but also gave me some insight about the kind of like community that you were developing um, and kind of creating um, in, in, in your pocket of the world. Uh, can you just share a little bit more about that because yeah, uh, that, that, that seemed kind of like just really cool. And, yeah, and no, I, like, that's probably, they're probably one of my proudest things that I've ever done with my business. Um, like having that team and, you know, it wasn't all me, it was all them and just being so open. So years ago, um, have you guys, have you guys been to the, like the DC Kanye, the, the Virginia Kanye? Yeah. 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 Right. Definitely so, you know, want to talk about that too, though. Like uh, the beginnings uh, of that at some yeah, point. We uh, did. Yeah. Uh, I, I went there because, uh, you know, Wendy and her family went right. there and uh, Ingrid would go a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So at our Kenya, we do, um, we're, we're pretty competitive. We'll do like <laughs> Viva mm. DC versus Northeast versus Texas versus Southeast. And we do like volleyball, tug of war, like all those fun games. And it's, it's a ton of fun. So like BMUG DC, it's kind of like an older group. Mm -hmm. um, our peak was definitely like in the nineties and, you know, we're trying to rebuild, but kind of hard right mm. now. But, um, but a few years ago, like probably in 2015 or so, my mom, you know, seeing Darius and Micah, who are, you know, very tall African-American men, and they're all strong and they're built. And then Taz and then Rebecca and Gage, those are all the guys who came with me to, the, to uh, Hawaii, you know, like really athletic, oh, okay. athletic people. And my mom was like, you want to come to Kanye? She just happened to stop by at work that one day. And I was like, I thought that'd be cute. I mean, sure. Like they can totally come. And so, you know, that was their first experience to the Igor mm -hmm. world. And I mean, it was cool, you know, mm -hmm. a lot, three hour, yeah, about a three hour drive. And along the way they were asking me, so like, what's Igor? Like, so like, you know, what does that mean? What kind of culture is it? What kind of food is going to be there? And oh, right. you know, all right. that stuff. And so uh, ever since then, they started coming every year. Um, obviously, you know, it's fun to play volleyball and everything, but they loved the cultural show. Loved mm -hmm. it. They actually mm -hmm. participated and, um, Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, they're playing the gongs and and wearing the g-strings and um and everything. So and it was it was really it was awesome and yeah, I mean, we're I'm the oldest one in that group, but you know they're all a little a few years younger than me. And I think you know one of the 
privileges that I had of owning my own thing for a while is during um, like Christmas or Thanksgiving and we'd have those team moments, I would always invite my parents. And when you invite the parents, you get the lumpia, the adobo, you know, all of that uh-huh. awesome Filipino food. And, and um, it really, I, we tried so hard to make it into like a family style um, kind of organization. And, and that's what we did. And, and like it, it helps my business too, because when parents come in and they see our team and how we work together, how we act like a family. I mean, you guys know as customers, you go yeah. into a restaurant and anything, you can feel that energy of the employees and how they interact with each other. I mean, mm-hmm. I even remember a time when I was in a restaurant and I can hear people fighting and like in one corner, like, hmm, <laughs> and, and then, you know, you go into other places and they're so pleasant or they're so, the, the team is so real with each other and you, you vibe on that energy. So um, yeah, and it was, it's, it's awesome. I will say having that cohesive team and, and, uh, yeah, it was just so nice of them to be so open. Um, and yeah, they're just, I mean, you know, I got to interview them too. So I got to like pick my own family you know, from, from that, from all that. Can I, can I ask you like, uh, like your hiring process, like, oh, like how did you, um, like what was your process for the hiring? Like you're looking for specific, uh, uh, personality types or you know oh, like what was what did you do like I actually prefer I prefer not to get a gymnast in my mm-hmm. um, business I much prefer to get someone who was either in like um, like a, in drama or they, if they're an athlete especially because I knew mm-hmm. that they, they had a previous past of working together so I knew that they you know had a past of wanting of needing of knowing the importance of being part of an actual team. Um, so the way how I had, how I got this group is um, Darius was my like OG hire, mm. um, and he mm. was he was just super nice, super personable, and like easy like conversationalist. Had a background in basketball. And then what I what I always do first for hiring people if I need to find someone I always send out an email to my current team or my past team oh wow they know anybody I don't think I've ever I've probably hired one person who I didn't who didn't have like any connection to me or connection to the gym previously um but that always comes through because it's it's like tinder (laughs) or is it tinder (laughs) where it's like (laughs) maybe not tinder maybe Uh, not tinder (laughs) we're like you know it's a dating app for you that person is it tinder is it tinder is that there's no like there's no other one that's not as uh, y'all are basically married you guys should know but yeah it's tinder. (laughs) (laughs) yeah um you know someone so they're they have more of like a um yeah they have you just trust them a little bit more so i always email out like hey like i'm hiring do you you guys know exactly how i work you guys know what our team is like you know anyone who'd want to you know work for me and uh i, I would right, say right. so a lot of the people you hire are connected with each other exactly. in some ways right so exactly. so mm-hmm. relationships relationships is, is a big deal in hiring huge yeah so jerry's yeah. and mike are brothers um if you guys oh, okay oh, yeah okay i didn't know they're brothers man yeah they're brothers they look yeah. so different but like uh so they're brothers mm-hmm. uh gage is their friend has was an ex-girlfriend of darius but now they're friends obviously uh, okay. they're yeah um, ex, mm. exes before the gym 
um, just to clear that up. <laughs> but, and then uh, Rebecca was someone who I just hired, or we just hired, um, who did not have, actually she had a, her, there was a mom who comes to the gym and she knew that mom, that mom told her to come work for the gym, so. Oh, wow. So why don't you hire gymnasts? this and there's nothing wrong with gymnasts at all for you know the gymnasts out there um some gymnasts are really great at being gymnasts and some gymnasts are i'm just gonna say it like not so great at teaching it and the ones that i need yeah, and I specifically it. for the gym for my gym yeah. they, you know it can't be so like you know, so regimen, it can't be so like, okay, like everyone has to get down to a split or else kind of thing. And mm-hmm. usually in that gymnast world, because I was in it, um, I got to experience it for a little bit. Um, it's a lot more uh, harsh. You could say. Yeah, it's super competitive. Yeah. 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 And little gym is all about their slogan is serious fun. So yeah. It's, so. It, it's little gym on another level from Jimbery or so I mean I mean it, so I got that question I've gotten the question a lot in the past Jim, they're just so different Jimboree is definitely more music in play mm-hmm. um, they don't have any equipment I got to take Maya my niece to it a long time ago yeah and a lot of singing and a lot of like parachute balls yeah, um, yeah. they're really they're young super young small footprint in terms of a brick and mortar um, yeah, I think they only go up to like age five or six or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And they, they had a, I mean, they do clothes. Like, I feel like that's 50%, if not more of their business. There's <laughs> marketing and branding there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And the bubbles, those, those, those bubbles made out of like that certain sugar thing that kind of like lasts <laughs> forever. I had one of those bubbles out of those little, mach- the blowers <laughs> and it, it was underneath my bed for like, it seemed like a week. <laughs> Oh yeah, you can actually use those bubbles at the little gym. Oh really? Um, yeah, I don't know if you can say that or not, but whatever. Um, yeah, because it's good for peripheral vision. So it's good for oh, like, developing so for tracking. So like your bubble will come nice. and they stay forever. You know, as you said, they will stay forever, as Jay said, and and like kids right. will you know, follow the bubble, and that's good for their tracking. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting because there's a lot of little skills that like kids will develop without even knowing it. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. And that, that's one way of doing it, yeah. But yeah, oh. man, if you don't catch those bubbles fast, they will stay there forever. It's like non-toxic, sugar-based bubbles. And <laughs> technically they could eat them and it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah there's a little sugar in there. So. Yeah. <laughs> corn flour, sugar, corn flour, right? A little bit. <laughs> Have you ever experienced any like... Any conflict in within um, b- between employees at, at any point? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Like, definitely, like a, but not not the kind that you would expect. I mean, our conflict, mm-hmm. especially with that group, was just more so family, you know, little crap here and there, like just yeah, yeah, and all completely solvable. And like, um, I would say, like even in Hawaii, it was like. I want to go out and party. Everyone's <laughs> like, no, I'm too tired. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, yeah, but other than that, I mean, you know, I, I was, yeah, I was basically like mom at the gym, which you know, I, I don't like that word, but you know, um, 
they'd always come to me. Happy Mother's Day. The mediator and everything. But, um, but yeah, no, no, no major problems. I don't even think I've ever fired someone. But yeah. Well, you'd remember that one. If you, yeah, that's that. that's yeah. a tough thing if you have to let somebody go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's just curious because, you know, like, well, I think you, I think you can prevent a lot of that by by having a good hiring process and and also like, uh, I mean, that just goes to show though, like, you know, when when people are looking for jobs, it's important to have relationships with people. You oh, know? for sure. You can't be like a freaking island and. You know, there was this notion when we were younger, like, oh, it's all just hard work. It's not necessarily all just hard work. Yeah. Unfortunately, you need to build connections with people, relational connections. Yeah. And um, I mean, I think that's a big deal, like to learn uh, amongst our people, you know, well, with anybody in general. Right. But like anybody who's interested in in kind of either running their own business or whatever has to develop some skills in social skills basically but also like uh, finding people who have good character and values that might possibly match your own I guess what yeah. I mean were you looking for that oh absolutely I mean yeah. I, I I really loved Darius because he reminded me so much of me he was the youngest oh. of three boys um yeah and like he he had that written him and I don't know if he learned from his parents but like yeah he just it's the kind of person where like you can tell like it's not just a job for them like the money wasn't just their motivation like I I will say one of the best things I ever read was a book called um I think it's called find your strengths or something like that the strength finder test mm. have you guys taken find your strengths yeah you, you know who wrote it I will in a few seconds <laughs> <laughs> The beauty of Google, the beauty of Google. Uh, maybe some people would like to know about that, you know? Okay, okay. Now, now discover your strengths. And it's, um, it's from Gallup, Don Clifton. And uh, that was a really pivotal book that I read. Um, and that's when I really got to optimize on my team, uh, software theories and all them. Um, but anyways, so. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah so. Uh, the hiring process what was the question <laughs> oh well we were just going on and but like you know just again about the process in, in which you're finding people yeah and, so and, so the way how i like to find people is i it's definitely personality mm -hmm. it's definitely it has nothing to do with their gymnastic skills or knowledge of i can train that yeah. um, but it was definitely more so their people skills and how they were they were able to talk to me and um, you relate to me, but not just in your basic, like, do we like the same color? Do you read the same books? Do we like, yeah. nothing like that. It was just like, if you can be relatable to, to me in any way, because if you're relatable to me, I know you'll find a way to discuss things with parents or uh, children or something. Like, can you get down to my level as I'm interviewing you? Can you ask me actual uh, questions that isn't just like, how much is the hourly rate and what are the benefits? It's more like, okay, like, it's interesting questions that you can ask me as an employer, other than just mm. your basic, like, what do I get out of this? Um, how, how about um, just kind of going more into like, when we're talking about relationships, what about family, right? Yeah. You started it off with your sister. I mean, what was that like working 
together, you know? I mean, pros and cons, right? Like, definitely. Yeah. And I was, man, I was young. I was so young when we first started doing this. And I mean, and, and I came from the little gym background. Like that's how they knew about it. Cause I used to work at a little gym. as just a part-time instructor. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm glad you asked that. Cause I've always wanted to tell them this and say, sorry. And being like, mm-hmm. you know, like I am from little gym. Like mm-hmm. I definitely think I came off as like, I know it all. And because I know it all, you guys should do what I do because I know it all. And, oh, wow. um, but they were really good with me and really patient with me for as like, as kind of crazy as I was when I was younger, when we were starting this. Um, but yeah, I mean, we knew each other as sisters, obviously growing up, but we didn't know each other as business partners <laughs> or, yeah. just, you know, even working under each other because in the hierarchy of it all Lonnie was top boss and then mm-hmm. Jasmine and then me technically <laughs> that's yeah. how it was supposed to be um but you know you the, the lines mesh a lot when it's actually happening and and so you know, there are a lot of times when it was it was really hard and um but I mean like I don't think I would have ever gotten to spend that amount of time with them if I if we hadn't had work together either. Okay. Um, that's something that I think I'll always, always treasure. And one thing too with it too is, is uh, you know, they, they had kids while we were having, while we had this gym together. And it was nice, you know, being for them to leave and come back or like I'll take a kid during the day and then they have <laughs> their other kid or whatever. Um, yeah, but having that flexibility and so like, you know, the sisterhood always ranked over like the business that that's for sure. Um, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It is super interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Family dynamics is always kind of like, uh, I mean, there's one thing about being siblings, but then when you put it in like the form of <laughs> when you guys have to interact business wise. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, like, yeah. think about, like when you're at home, right. And like in mm-hmm. your younger days and. I remember getting all that. I mean, I used to, I used to <laughs> bring it in the groceries and I was like, I mean, there's three of us. You guys are bigger and stronger than me. I'm just going to hang out, you know, <laughs> and like, or pretend I'm doing something. And I think of that like in the business model, right? So it's like, okay, well, you guys are older than me. I don't really feel like doing the windows or cleaning the bathrooms. I'm yeah. technically maybe on the <laughs> now. So I'll just move equipment while you guys are actually cleaning <laughs> because you guys are you know better that than I am I don't know but you know it's just, it's just funny how it translates from like sisters to business yeah yeah well it looks like you guys survived that because uh yeah you know it's difficult even my brother and I we've done stuff like uh when I, I had my own acupuncture clinic and he helped me uh build it up to get uh, together but then there was some you know like he had his decisions and I had my decisions and then that was challenging enough <laughs> Yeah. It felt more like a venture capitalist than just, you know. Yeah. Well, he was more like a silent money. partner anyway, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. More like, yeah, it's just, you know, that, that's what it was more like. Um, but then I, I find that there was a lot of joy, though, like in working together with your own family. I, uh, I, I yeah, found that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, like, very fortunate to be able to spend that time with them that I would have never known or had, especially right. when, when the nieces and nephews start, you know, coming along too. And 
and having the flexibility of, you know, owning the gym or, uh, yeah. so it, was, it was super cool, but I'm so glad you asked me that. Cause I've always wanted to say sorry to them about being such a jerk when I was younger. So it's humble of you to even recognize that that just shows that you have some growth. I mean, out of all the things that we do in our lives, you know, we just hope that we can grow. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if I was ever uh, mean to you, Jay, I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was probably more mean. So, uh, uh, but you have to give and grow. So, uh, um, I'm really, I'm really wondering about, uh, Kind of like the values that your your parents instilled within you, because yeah, uh, yeah. it's clear that your your mom and dad uh, have very um, complementary personalities. Um, oh, yeah. It's and uh, they and because of that, uh, they 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 have instilled different qualities within you uh, that are also different within uh, you, your sisters too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering which which qualities from both of your parents. Do do you feel that yeah you've kind of like uh, uh, taken it? Man, I mean, number one is just I'm sure you guys all know. Mm. It's like being one hundred and ten percent respectful of your elders and mm-hmm. and everyone around you. I mean, that has transferred over to like how I talk to the parents at the gym. I don't say their first name just their first name because I feel super strange doing that. Um, right, right. I always say Mr. and Mrs. Oh. or you know, whatever. And until they, they tell me to, and even then, like I, I still can't. I mean, my boyfriend's parents, I call them Mr. and Mrs. And they like tell me to stop. And I'm like, I, but I can't, I don't know how to do that. Um, <laughs> you call them auntie and uncle? <laughs> no, because that, 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 that hurts. No, right. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, for sure. Just respecting everyone. And then I would definitely say like, just maybe super humble as much as possible. I mean, just in the way how you like approach people and talk to people, like they're, they're so good about that. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they can come off like, you know, I, I love my parents and, and I hope everyone does too, but you know, like Sometimes being in a leadership position, a lot of people can, you know, kind of be a little bit judgy or just, yeah. you know, you only know what you see sometimes. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're so good at, and I used to really get riled up about stuff mm. in the past before. And I'm, you know, this is a podcast, I'm just gonna be honest. So like, yeah, I used to get yeah, like, yeah, super, super riled up. It's like, if I heard something or if there was a rumor, and, about my parents or something, but my mom would always take the high road, always mm-hmm. take the high road, and just like, like yeah, she would just you know just stay quiet, just observe, like don't react. So mm-hmm. staying super calm and and mm. I don't know how she does it sometimes. Or really both my mm. parents, but yeah. I I do want to if you don't mind me adding to that because I I think that. What I find, especially within our community, possibly just Filipino community in general, like when when it comes to people, because your parents are very, you know, they're very much in the leadership positions uh, because, you know, they're outspoken and and they're just, they do the work, you know? Well, yeah, they do the work and they have the competency to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And and amongst our community, it's challenging because like, it's easy for people to judge, uh, you know, people's 
either either their intentions or who they are and and whatnot it's very easy to judge uh people who are actually helping to lead an organization or helping to lead a group of people because they're not really doing that work you know and and it's Mm. difficult because the leaders always have to find ways to uh balance whether it be politics or just balance the feelings of all kinds of people for sure for sure and Um, even amongst their own and and also their own feelings about things and and i I find that very challenging because even my my parents and also my in-laws you know they've also experienced that as well yeah you know yeah and i mean like i you know always saw that happen to my parents right Mm -hmm. and when i started to really you know, I, I raised my hand in Austria, what, in 2014, and they were thinking about the next IIC, where it was going to be, and I was like, what about Hawaii? And then... There Good was, idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then Auntie Conchita was like, awesome, you're in charge. Oh, so she did that. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, that's great. She was like, the use will do it. Excellent. Meeting adjourned. Let's go. <laughs> wow hey how do you feel about still being called youth even though like the majority of us already have like kiddos oh, that's um, a great question because like um, what is that 30s man <laughs> Fra- yeah. frame it though frame it jay like what why why are we asking this question well because even then come on man i'm, I'm pushing 50 um so <laughs> what and i have kids older kids they, they're good enough to have their own kids almost so I'm like, dude, uh, and, and, and I remember just being in that, like, oh, look, it's the youth, the leaders of the youth. I was like, dude, no, the leaders of the youth are my children, um, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and, and it's, uh, I know it's a generational thing, uh, but generational I, thing. I just think that it's just kind of funny because, well, I mean, I'm looking closer to retirement than I am starting out now. Um, <laughs> yeah. and i think that's just kind of like the funniest thing uh yeah. just to continue to hear it that way um so i'm just wondering what you think about it yeah i, I love it i don't, I don't know about you guys i mean i don't like being called ate when i looking at anything but i think it's fun i don't know i'm also again like youngest kids so like i enjoy like i want my parents you know here for a very long time you know for as long as I can make it and like I don't know I just there's something nostalgic about being called the youth that I Mm. just I just really love um and it makes me feel young (laughs) and um but it's funny like it it is it is super super funny oh yeah it is funny I'm pretty sure I'm I'm yeah like I don't think Lonnie likes being called youth next generation right you go at leadership right that's yeah the group. yeah i mean it's yeah. it's interesting because that's it, uh, that's just something i think it, it yeah, is nice to be loved with the, the the super youngsters though but still like if we have you know when it comes to developing becoming a leader <laughs> it's hard yeah. when you're like in your 30s and 40s and they're still calling <laughs> you youth uh, yeah. But that's definitely a generational thing, and but I think it's funny that you brought that up, just because it it, it is an issue, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Then what do you call the children? children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the super youth. And the <laughs> fact that like 
our parents were like around our age when they were running, starting up these Biba organizations. Yeah. Right. And they weren't considered youth. <laughs> so, you know, it's... When do you think they're going to stop calling us youth? I don't think ever. Never. Yeah, never. <laughs> never. 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 Even if we have gray hair. Look at Tim Botangan, man. Look at that dude. I mean, Jay's, uh... Jay's beard. Oh, yeah, I think Mark has more gray. Yeah, Mark I have more gray. Mark. Since the Mark. lockdown, I've gotten yeah. so much yeah. gray. This, man, Look this is that. crazy. Youth. Yes, youth, I'm, like, I'm a youth. youth still. It's so funny, man. It is what it is, though. I, I, I think that like, uh, I mean, we we made our case for it, like in in the IIC, yeah. and I, I think almost every group kind of does in a way. But I thought we made our case for it uh, quite well. But I think you know our aunties and uncles are still just gonna call us youth, regardless. Yeah. yeah. And what they really mean, if you translate it, is probably they probably mean second generation you know what i mean that's what they really mean yeah yeah i'm kind of just desensitized to it now and it's just uh uh, Mm. i guess that's a bad thing but uh yeah i'm just used to it (laughs) it's just automatic i'm just like yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, i mean for me like unlike you guys i don't have any kids Mm -hmm. so there hasn't really been a change you know what i mean (laughs) from my youth uh-huh. To, to now <laughs> yeah so, so it's yeah. like whatever as you yeah 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 i i always thought it was weird because even when uh i you know started having kids it was like really come on man i mean <laughs> we got we got a bunch uh, of these little kiddos yeah you know? i know um but I, I do like the way you, you, you looked at it because it, it does it does places where, you know, hey, we could still be very youthful in our in our approach to um, uh, uh, with with our older generation, but also in a way uh, honor that because I think that um, in, a, in, a, in a very healthy way, in a very well-meaning way, um, there's there's this connection that. Um, uh, there, there's a, an endear, it's almost like a term of endearment. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think that's a really good way to look at it, especially uh, if you I, grew up in that community. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking um, on the whole generational thing, there is a difference between, like, their generation and our generation. So it, like, the term of youth gives that delineation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because so. we have a different perspective. So they do. So do. So do they. So that's an interesting way of thinking about it too. I, I, I didn't actually think about it until now. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. yeah. We just need to redefine what youth means. <laughs> yeah, for ourselves. Uh, yeah. For ourselves yeah. And within our community, our context, and within our community, because you know, I mean, like, you know, you mentioned like, oh, I think you kind of mentioned that oh, BMAC is trying to make its way back. Mm-hmm. And that's because uh-huh. it has a lot to deal with our generation. How mm-hmm. are we're going to be the ones, or we are the ones that's starting to carry? And um, you know, we had Charlene Okab on like uh, last was it last season, Cheryl? Yeah, last season, mm-hmm. right? And so he she was on last season, and she was talking about the same thing in her bebuck as well. That yeah. they're at that point of transition where they're trying to also bring things back, and it's mainly like second generation Igorots who are trying to I don't know relive that spirit that their parents had and their aunties and uncles had 
and bring mm. it back because it's it's in our age now that we're really seeing and valuing oh damn man this was special for us we want this for our children and we yeah. want this for the next generation yeah 100% yeah so you know i think yeah. oh go ahead yeah i know and, and i was gonna say and that's why I was like, well, what about Hawaii? Because I knew everyone would come because mm-hmm. I knew, I mean, Asha, the, um, mm-hmm. I see in Asha was a lot of fun. And, you know, as growing up a kid going to all those IIC events, you know, it's like, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna see a lot of people. And it was well attended, but not nearly as well as it has been in the past. And a lot less kids and a lot less variety of ages. And I kind of started to freak out because I was like, oh, wait no. a minute, like, this is such a great event. This is how, like, in my childhood, this yeah. was important. I loved going to these things between Kanyaos and ICs. I mean, that really, like, definitely was so memorable growing up in Washington, D.C. Like, I don't mm. have an outlet, you know, other than that. Um, so that's why I was like, okay, if I do Hawaii, I think a lot more people will come and I think <laughs> a lot more youth will come to <laughs> you. Yeah. 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 Right. And there um, was. Yeah. I was so happy. Yeah. I mean, like, like some of the people who I, you know, I met for the first time and then people from the ICs that I went to in high school and middle school, they all like a good amount of them came and I was like, Oh my goodness. Mm. So cool. Yeah, like it was like a reunion from the IICs. I remember it was. I know. Yeah, it was so great. I was so happy with it. Definitely one of the proudest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or to be part of. Yeah. And thanks for. Uh, it was an honor to help out with that as well. Um, you know. Yeah. I. The... You guys weren't. I. Don't <laughs> I mean, like to. It was. It was really cool because, like, I think that was a. We, uh, I think our family was going through a lot of transition as well, just personally, you uh-huh. know, and so it was an opportunity to really like reconnect yeah. in a way that was, uh, I don't know, there's something about it when you're reconnecting with like, not only your community, it's like you're reconnecting to your ancestors again in such, in such oh. a way, it's hard to explain, you know? Yeah, it's a feeling. I, hear you, I hear you. And I mean, like, you know, we had um, a family friend, uh, or an uncle who died in BMFDC recently mm. and I saw they're po- posting pictures of them in Hawaii and I was like right. oh, I'm so glad they had that moment and then same with uncle oh yeah 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 well, yeah like uncle Marshall yeah when he yeah passed, rest in peace people. love you man yeah yeah respect to the Wandug family oh I know mm. like you know my dad and uncle Marshall are they're really close and like yeah. you know they, that's how they saw each other like in person was through IIC so like you know being be, being able to be part of that was was awesome like so cool that was I mean like, that was like the last time we were all together in that yeah. kind of a, event with him and yeah. yeah that was special man that was definitely yeah special. actually yeah personally also our uncle uh uncle phil passed away uh but that and he you know, went do... that's right yeah he, he was there too and so yeah. when you know the photos that we posted uh, that, that a lot of the photos posted were from that that time period. And so um, I think for a lot of us, we'll, we'll look back to this time. It was like a big family reunion. Oh, you think about that. Um, yeah. And uh, you think about like, uh, like how we understand family and the family that we create, the families that we're born into. 
And uh, these kind of events really, you know, just like church, right? Um, it, 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 it really opens up this idea of family to be a much wider thing. And oh, yeah. uh, the, the, the Igor events, the local Igor events, and then these big, wide, kind of like worldwide events really are part of that. And so, yeah, yeah, this is really special. Yeah. Um, just to think about that, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we all dance together. You know, we played the gongs together. We, uh, we uh, talk story and uh, uh, we ate together. Um, yeah. And, uh, and those, 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 those will be times where, you know, we hope that uh, with, with our younger generations, that that's also something that they continue to mm-hmm. um, look at uh, as they create their families, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and just, yeah. 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 Just to be able to create that what was really, really special. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, just looking up, uh, I don't know, Gerald, if you have some photos up there, but it'd probably be good to just uh, pop some photos as we're talking, <laughs> uh, you know, so that people know what the heck we're talking about. Uh, because I, I think it'd be kind of cool. Uh, you to, can do uh, that in the post. I, I was honestly <laughs> yeah. looking. Yeah. Or I'll, or I'll just get, I can give you make you host too. So, yeah, yeah, it's okay. I was looking, just... but then I think it's in a different hard drive. I can't find it right now. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> now, what was super cool about this IIC was when Gerald and Noodle, you guys like brought in all your like production stuff, and that took this particular IIC to a whole different level i mean it was mm. truly next generation which is what this part of the yeah yeah i mean right. having looking watching their faces at the end of mm, it mm. right like during mm. our meeting and then Gerald, you put on um that little few minutes of like what you had recorded in previous cases. i mean that like blew their mind when they were watching it and even yeah, I, yeah, honey yeah. i actually watch from time to time and i start crying because i'm a baby oh. um, <laughs> but like i love it and like you guys did such an awesome that was all gerald dude that was all gerald no, no. <laughs> that was like same day no, edit at a was, wedding man <laughs> that was all gerald. It, was, it was a lot of work but it was definitely something we wanted to bring to this um yeah this this uh, function that the mm-hmm. next generation put on and yeah i think mm-hmm. it was you're right it did uh give that feeling of you know the next generation actually uh did it and did yeah, something yeah. now i'm excited about uh we're going to new zealand right so yeah hopefully that works out well 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 uh, it has it been pushed back again it's 20 december december wow. isn't it december Oh, was it December? December I don't know. 2022, right? Yikes. Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. That's think like that's, their idea of summer. Because <laughs> it is right? summer for them. <laughs> that's summer for them, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Because if you probably go and eat, like, toward, like around summertime, it would be burning hot over there. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. Yeah. But that's their summer. So it'll be, it will be hot. <laughs> it'll be hot, but. Yeah. It it will it'll be more temperate than it would be in the actual summertime. I, I think. Mm. I know. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not really too sure though. Anyways, <laughs> if anybody yeah, from New true. Zealand could uh, leave a comment, you know, <laughs> we're talking December what? After Christmas, 22? right? Yeah, 22? into the new year. It'll be that after Christmas. Yeah, it's it's year. between. Yeah, between those. 
it's uh, okay. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I want to see the yeah. Gurut Haka, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, hey, their their group over there is pretty cool. They are, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 got like a really really deep integration of where what location they're at but also uh what their roots are. So mm. uh I think that's uh and I think we all reflect that in different ways. I mean, you know, coming from America or Canada, we have uh like the Canadians, you guys are like hecka more laid back than <laughs> Americans. Uh, Super the Canadians chill, always like, yeah, you guys are a little bit more chill and you know, just more rational thinking than us Americans. Americans are just like, I don't know, you'd be surprised. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, s- maybe so. I was gonna say, are you <laughs> not sure the French that? side, right? Not the French yeah. side. <laughs> no comment. No, comment. no, no. <laughs> it's it's can complicated. I have some Molson, though, did do y'all still drink Molson over there? Uh, yes, the sure. superior beer. The superior, superior, beer. right? Superior beer, superior. There you go. <laughs> Um, quick question. Could you talk a little bit about the Kanyao, like on your end, because uh, the history of it, like uh, as much as you know, that is, you know. Yeah. So it was um, mm. five families. My family was in it. It, it was originally, you know, I want to say it was 1980. I think it was what, like 1987 or something like that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let me frame it for the guys in Canada, because if you haven't been there, it's a, like, you know, because if you, you know, like in, on the West Coast, because uh, we haven't really organized it in the way that they have in the East Coast. So when we do Kanya, it's usually like a fundraiser done in a ballroom, have dinner, and then like we do a little bit of the dances and then have a dinner dance at the end kind of thing. So it's like a gala. But oh. over there in the East Coast, all the different organizations come together and they celebrate like a big camping trip along with really? all kinds of fun organized activities. So it's major like the east coast on the east coast the, yeah, this no, like event days. is major you guys gotta days. come out when you can you guys will love it i mean it's exactly it's what he said um yeah Sorry, so, i just had to frame it before you got into this no, so. you know that's i'm glad you did that because i do remember looking at like instagram photos of like california kanye and i was like oh i wonder what games they play or you know whatever it's different man it's different no no it's different different gala night um yeah but yeah, so basically started out with five families. My, it was my parents because they lived in California. They, they lived in San Diego and they're part of um, that San Diego at that time. And mm. they had their kind of, they brought it to the East Coast. Um, and then that's when they formed uh, their own kind of, and originally it was at this small little base in, um, uh, near Chesapeake Bay and near Annapolis and near Maryland. Or in oh, Maryland. wow. And then a lot of people started to come, so they needed a bigger area. And then a lot of people came from the north and the south, so they made it mm. more central. How many organizations come in together for this? Oh, man, I, definitely more than I'm going to say, but from what I know, it's Northeast, BMFDC, um, another Maryland organization, I forgot their name, uh, Virginia Beach, Southeast, Texas, then joined. And everyone, Texas. Yeah, they drive. Everyone, I don't think I've ever heard oh, of it. Oh, correct. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it became like a wow. big thing in Florida. Like, yeah. Southeastern. I'm pretty sure I'm missing like three. Um, but yeah, it's a big deal. So what we yeah. do, the first night's always a youth night. Like true youth, like children come out and do like a show. Um, and then each meal is, um, is assigned to 
a different group. So like, I know Virginia beach will always do breakfast Sunday morning or brunch because mm. they're the ones who live there. So then, so they'll clean up and everything. And then like DC will be in charge of dinner Saturdays, Northeast will be in charge of lunch. And, you know, so that's how we all assign all the food, um, you know, the, the food operations, but then we get into like the day sport on Saturday. So <laughs> Friday night, Friday, everybody arrives. There's always a golf tournament because, you know, uncles and aunties. <laughs> um, and then Friday evening, youth night and dinner. Saturday, we do um, breakfast and then we begin the games between softball, basketball, tug of war, and then other little games. But it's always like- The competition's pretty like, it gets <laughs> intense between you guys out there. It can get a little scary. <laughs> yeah, it's been questionable. We actually had to take out basketball because it just got too intense. Um, oh, wow. People hacking. <laughs> too much foul. Yeah. And then um, they do, yeah, like a mile run in the morning and stuff like that. And then after all the games, then we have culture all night. And that's where every organization will present a different number. Mm. And then um, Sunday, mm -hmm. we have math and then brunch and then the award ceremony where there's like a big trophy like a big honey trophy like if you're the overall winner for the overall sports then you get that trophy and then that trophy just you know moves to a different place every year um, <laughs> then golf trophies volleyball trophies first second third place you know right right um stuff like that so it's a pretty it's a pretty big deal pretty pretty mm. big deal and yeah it's, it's pretty significant yeah, from five families to uh, like a lot of people. Yeah, so, right, right. Yeah. So you're saying the original idea came from the San Diego Bee Bug? It did. Yeah, at least from what I know. At least that's the story that I know. That were my parents originally. Yeah, because that's that's the group that they were part of when they were stationed. The so yeah. They did Kanye. That's right, because your dad was in the military, so he was down in San Diego where the bases yeah. were. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, in the West Coast, like the intention was always there. I remember somebody from the East Coast, it might have even been your dad, was saying, Hey, don't do it. Cause if you guys start doing it, no one's going to go to ours. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and, but you know, the thing is that I, I, if I can remember, like there were talks, but I think that, you know, at that time, everybody was dealing with their own politics within their own group. Yeah. And so I think that's why that never came into fruition. But because I you remember. Guys, I remember yeah. attending some something like that uh, down in LA, like five years, no, six years ago, back in 2015. Uh, there were people, uh, there were Igorots or Bebak from, what's that, Nevada, uh, Arizona. Oh, that's the and sports thing, right? Yes, it was just sports fest, though. Yeah. yeah, that's a sports fest. They have something like that. Yeah, that's true. They yeah, have, that's yeah. Like the closest yeah. thing that uh, I experienced back, back in the day. Because, mm. like, uh, it was San Diego. Uh, Koei, I think Bang at 13, and then uh, people from Arizona and Nevada, they all came down that, yeah. that one year. I think yeah. that's definitely derived. I, I would say it's probably influenced by the East the East Coast uh, uh, Kanyo, you know, that spirit yeah, of they're probably just looking at it like how things look, and, you know, it's just big community thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Uh, yeah, we always said that we wanted to do one of those things, but, you know, our group never did because, like, we had to think of a sport that we actually could win at. Yeah. I think the only thing that we could is probably war, like target, war. Mm -hmm. we could probably do like uh you know Arts. target shooting or something you know and uh you know oh maybe yeah, yeah shooting actually shooting yeah that, that would be shooting. yeah that would that would be the one that we would win at 
we'd have to go get a range. Uh, uh, that's funny, man. Yeah, we on our side, we we don't have the big Kanya, but uh, we just have a they have quite a few events throughout the year of get of gathering. So that kind of yeah. makes up for it in just in our area, though. But man, yeah, that's that is an amazing amount of organizing. You know, when you think about mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. like bringing all these, uh, all these different organized organizations together, and then having something like an Igor Olympics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, you know, it's so funny. I tried to do it for for Hawaii. I tried to do oh. okay, <laughs> America versus England versus Canada versus New Zealand. You know. Whatever, but it oh, was, that would have been interesting. Would have been awesome. Would have been it's yeah. a, it was a logistical mess, but like you know, it was yeah, it was yeah. Cool. That's still that's still something I still want to. Do. It was challenging though because we didn't have enough people on the ground to help yeah. us out. Yeah, you know, yeah. Then that is exactly thing. where I was like, ah, oh, this might be messy. Yeah. Yeah, because we didn't have locations set. You know. No. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, that would be. Do you think something thing. like that would be feasible in the future? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. As long as there's people on the ground to help us out to locate a, pos- a position in the space, then yeah. you know the it would just be a matter of organizing. Be, yeah, or, organizing yeah. like who the wants local to logistics would be the challenge. Yes. Um, yeah. What I ran into when I was trying to do that was there wasn't enough time. Mm-hmm. So like, if we had a whole day <laughs> that we could have added on, it would have been okay. Mm-hmm. And it was the uh, resort, so like you know, it, it was a military resort, so we only had access to certain things um so that yeah was that's right that I into. although we we were so close to organizing a volleyball game but that just became like a friendly thing not an olympic thing <laughs> but otherwise it's definitely something i'd want to do um or try to do or help out with in the in the future in a future in, in england over here they are pretty intense with their because a lot of the um the folks in the uk they're like about their 30s and early 40s there's a lot of uh, folks out here at that age, and so they're really still competitive. They do every freaking sport. Like they have a picnic day, and or they call it sport day, and they'll do like uh, I mean everything from relay races uh, to basketball to baseball to uh, just a bunch of these crazy team games, and then they do it by like. Uh, uh you know province and man it can get a little bit yeah, <laughs> yeah that can get kind of uh it's not even by organization because it's it's by province you know and it's like oh, oh no that, that, <laughs> you know once you start doing that man it, you can get kind of like uh you could get <laughs> i think that's probably why we didn't do those things <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the leaders uh over in this side said nah we just end up being fighting each other you know i'd uh, say like the leaders on our side like in northern california are pretty chill though they don't i don't think they're yeah, I think that that's that was just something that hey, you know, I'd rather get together and drink whiskey with you. Yeah, than, you that's know, what they did like, is drink a lot. Yeah, that's what they did, out. right? You know, think, they did that all the time too. anyway. <laughs> yeah, and sing country music. So it's like and yeah. sing country music. That's and, what and we then, did actually. And then pull out the gong so they can line dance. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I have yeah, to yeah. say, I think yeah. over here the the sports by province actually worked and it got yeah. a lot of people to join i was gonna say um because otherwise um everybody's just mm. split off in their own groups um mm. and uh doing yeah. gatherings that way instead of you know regular that's true through that, it brings so people together it yeah. kind of worked <laughs> yeah and, yeah like and before it, the it pandemic they started implementing that um they organized a sports fest and basically all these people 
that never went to be back <laughs> they're all igorots mm-hmm. they started like participating we're like oh what the heck? Mm. where'd they come from? and then the pandemic hit so yeah yeah that'd be interesting if we tried to pull it off in uh, northern california something like that because uh, uh we we've never done that well they're uh, doing so. it in la so i think the idea is that everybody if yeah, they want to participate yeah. go yeah. down to the big one in la yeah yeah you know, I'd love to do is uh, we could do rally racing, you know, just grab all the cars <laughs> and just do demolition derby, man. That would just be so awesome. That's another level, bro. That's or, another Or big level. car crushing, you know. Hey, let's just make up our own <laughs> monster trucks. <laughs> and I'll uh, call mine Bigfoot, Big Feet. Uh, Igor at Big Feet. Um, anyways. They did do leg wrestling one year at the Kanyo. Oh, like the Ifuka style or leg wrestling? Oh my gosh, leg wrestling. Anybody yes. get hurt? Really? Yes. I think a few uncles had cramps. And they- <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see that happening. Like yes. hamstring. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, groin, groin issues. Groin oh. issue. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Make sure you got insurance for that one. Yeah. Oh. I do oh. remember that. Because like, then they didn't do it again. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see that being painful to some people. Yeah, especially after tug of war. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I have to give it to I have to give it to the uh, the folks over here, like uh, who are uh, running the Igor UK, <laughs> people who are involved. Because Igor UK is an umbrella organization of all the different uh, provincial organizations. That's how it works now. Mm. So the, the, the big people have their thing and, and they're all kind of separated. And like you said, it's true. When you have that sports day, it is nice because they all come together. And although it gets competitive, it's still a spirit. There's still a good spirit that comes through it. And then, you know, I don't, I don't see any bad blood with each other, although they have their own, everybody has their own weird politics going on, but, uh, uh, it's, it's kind of nice to see, you know, as, as long as it's it brings people together i think it's it's for sure i mean yeah. and that's what i love about like what you guys are saying too up in canada like how the sport was you know was just evolving i mean say they don't do the cultural stuff but they come to and do sports stuff like of course now i'm thinking like business minded but like it's a great marketing tool to get them to come do the sports mm-hmm. and they play mm-hmm. and they yeah. you know who knows like they might learn how to play the gongs or you know, they'll learn something from it yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's a true. great way as you said to bring people together like it's, it's awesome yeah mm. yeah i love hearing about what you guys were doing on the east because the closest we came was um doing kanyas with seattle mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> we used to Close do those we, we would go over down there um, i guess we would switch every year obviously we can't cross yeah. the border now but uh um yeah we'd switch every year and uh, they would host, we would host, um, but usually if they hosted, it was in, yeah, some military base and there's like huge ground, everybody camps there and stuff. And yeah, every time he went, it was pretty fun. It was pretty awesome. And was it, it like was... a camp, big camping event kind of like? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 Oh, we okay, camped that. I think I only remember camping with them one time, but they did it basically every year. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So across the border for that. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So what happened now? Are you guys not? Oh, it's COVID. I can't even cross the border. <laughs> you know that that is a thing to kind of bring up though with COVID, uh, because it's a lot of things that's happened. Like, you know, the one thing I can say, if there's ever been people who like, let's say they have issues with each other within the community, 
the nice thing is that when you have these gatherings, these Igor gatherings, and there's like, it used to be that there was, there was always like an Igor gathering almost like once a month over here. And then people can kind of like, even just being in each other's presence, whatever like baggage you have about with somebody, if you're just in their presence, it kind of fades away. But it, what I've observed is that since we've been mm. in lockdown and we haven't had any gatherings for like a year and a half now, mm-hmm. it's been kind of, uh, all I don't the know, tensions have remained. Then. All the tensions have remained <clears throat> amongst certain people. Right. So it, it, the, the, I don't know. Have you guys been able to do anything since COVID at all? Any of the groups? We yeah. had, we had like a, a production show in the middle of lockdown. I don't even know how year. that worked and that was yeah, how that no, was approved, was, but luckily because uh, we were partnering with the uh, Canadian Red Cross, mm-hmm. it was okay in that sense. So uh, we had like all, everything was already set, but then the, the province did a, a province-wide shutdown, um, which affected like basically everything. Um, I know a lot of people in the, the wedding industry, like, they had to cancel most of their stuff oh, again, oh, basically. Oh. Uh, but for us, like for the, the whole uh, eight months since March or mm. six months since March, uh, BBAC didn't do anything. BBAC Vancouver didn't do anything. Wow. They had some meetings and whatnot. But then in the summer, they were like, hey, there's, you know, there's a bunch of uh, government um, assistance programs for, for cultural stuff. And then uh, one of the uncles, Uncle Cliff, was like, hey, let's utilize it. And then mm-hmm. we were we were getting everything set and everything like that. All the youth, the youth were the ones like organizing everything. And then the real, lockdown real, happened. Real youth, not not us. <laughs> like like ten years <laughs> younger than me, youth. Okay, real youth, Actually, teenagers, and yeah, exactly okay. children, real, yeah. children. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they they were the ones that were organizing everything. They were the ones um, like m- making the set and everything like that. They're the ones, they've been the ones that are actually like super, super active. They're the ones that are keeping basically like B-Buck in the cultural stuff alive, essentially, from our, from, wow. from our neck of the woods. But yeah, so in, in the middle of November, uh, everything shut down. And then we were like, uh, is this still happening? But luckily because mm-hmm. of that, because the fact that we were partnered with the Canadian government, essentially, and Canadian Red Cross, it was, uh, it, it was set to run, um, albeit like only... Like 20 people were, were there like yeah super, i think it was more distance. yeah it was more the is amount the of people that video? could come in or not Sorry, I, think did. Oh, I didn't yes. do anything yeah, yeah. Did everything oh okay. i just took pictures and then we had a live stream on 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 facebook i, I think we still have the footage for it but yeah 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 it, that, that was the only thing that we've been able to do other than that like no no meetings no i mean there's mm. been meetings but they're all just through zoom right Nothing compared to like how it was before a year ago. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think that's a. Have you guys oh. any any of you have been able to do anything? We haven't done anything. <laughs> I mean, I think some folks within the community have gotten together and done things on the side, <laughs> you know. But because yeah, we no a... official, no official, no no official. Yeah, like we we. We, like and my wife and I haven't been involved much. We've mainly been focusing on church and stuff like that. We haven't been involved with any other uh, other gatherings outside just because, um, you know, since we 
run a care home, like we have to be really careful, right. like in exposing ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but I think mental health, in terms of like mental health of our of our folks, it's man, like just gathering is such a a big deal, you know, like yeah. just having like, what. So is the Kanye gonna? I mean, because things are gonna relax at the later portion of the yeah. year. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I haven't heard anything about it. I also haven't asked about it, to be fair. Mm. Um, I can tell you that my area where we are, and specifically the county that I live in, where they're very strict. I mean, my business was operating at 25% mm -hmm. until March 26th. And then now we're at 50%. Um, and like, you know, we're still, it's, they, I mean, this is the most strict county in the nation. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been pretty tough. So with that mentality, right. So yeah. like, I, I'm nervous. I, I'm already, um, I, I've, I've gotten both of my vaccines and, okay. I, right on. and I've already, um, I still wear two masks at work. Like I still, you know, I, when I see my parents, like now we're starting to not wear masks, but even then my parents aren't really like taking, you know, having people come in and, mm. and into their house or anything. So I, from what I know, yeah, at least BMFDC for sure has not been gathering um, within in their groups. A yes. lot of chatter on Facebook message. I mean, I don't know how I'm in this, but I'm, I don't know if you guys are in this, but I'm somehow part of like the IGO Facebook message group. It is like uh, you're still part of the organization. <laughs> <laughs> you're in charge still. <laughs> I don't know how I'm in there, but I mean, my phone just like I have to turn my setting off at night because like it yeah. will just. Date. I mean, they're constantly on, isn't it? Constantly on. Yeah. It is like yeah. It, and is. it goes through the time zones. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's you know. Easter was a big day for everybody. So it was like Easter for like two days, really, because of the time zone. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they found a way to connect. That's for sure. Like, that is for sure, at least to talking to people, if not engaging in person. So, but go, going back to your business and like how you've handled, how have you handled the, uh, the whole lockdown and everything? It's been super hard, especially with, um, you know, it being a children's business too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, in this county is very liberal. So. Okay. Yeah. So they, they've been very big about like, okay, like we'd love to come back, but we are, we're not ready yet. Um, but then we have a few like extreme conservatives who are like, I only want my kids to go into a class um, if there are no other uh, without a mask on and like oh, really yeah technically oh, okay. Okay. technically we actually in in like the bylaws of the some of the they ran into this covid thing uh as a gymnastics place you kids don't have to wear masks if they're doing like extreme sports mm -hmm. um and gymnastics is considered a, a sport so it's it's hard because i have to please everybody like i when we first started to go back in and like we were shut down completely from mid-march to june 22nd so like completely shut down no business no anything i was really afraid to go in because you know mm. there wasn't a vaccine then 
I still wanted to see my parents and I didn't see them inside for the longest time. We were outside, like in their backyard, very far apart. Um, but I mean, you know, it's either I shut down the gym or I tried to make a living and people depended on me and I still needed to work. So, um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's such a hard place to be in. Mm. And then I had to, cause I heard it from both sides of like, anti-maskers and maskers about like, I'm only bringing my kids in if they're no masks. I'm only bringing my kids in if they are masks. So like I had different classes for different things. And were people like really just looking at that as some sort of political statement or is that just, um, cause it's, I mean, just coming from the Bay area, it's, it's a little bit, a little bit different just cause there's a little bit more culture about yeah. uh, safety and vaccination and mask wearing uh, in this yeah. place. But I'm just wondering, uh, in different parts i would definitely say it, it, you know i'm still in dc like i i'm i'm, I'm about mm -hmm. 50 minutes away from dc so it's like i would definitely say it's 50 percent safety 50 percent political um mm. yeah mm -hmm. it, it, that's interesting yeah, yeah it, it was yeah. it's really hard i mean yeah it's it's, it's just so tough I mean, it's, it's interesting so at what age in the states are they doing the mask for the kids because over here anybody 15 and under doesn't have to wear a mask really yeah. so over here in my county it's kids three and younger who don't have to wear a mask how, how old is that three and younger three and younger okay yeah wow um, yeah trying to get a four-year-old for to us mask. here in california it's four <laughs> four i think it's four and under yeah so it's okay. before they could go to pre-k uh preschool Okay. Or three or four. I, I can't remember. How, how good are the kids with keeping a mask on? I'm just curious. The ones that come to the gym are extremely well trained in, in keeping their mask on. Okay. Right. I mean, they'll run around, they'll get hot, and then they'll try to, like, you know, breathe. Yeah, exactly. So, but well, they're, they're good about putting it back on. Um, mm -hmm. And then we, we've had a few parents who come in, they try to get their kids to wear a mask, and they won't wear a mask, and then they just don't sign up which is, you know, unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Same time, I get it. Like, I, I understand. Yeah, it's tough. So, yeah. If anything, uh, their, uh, their cells will become more efficient in terms of uh, trying to absorb oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, people, people train with these special masks like yeah. Gerald has one altitude think, masks. Right? Yeah, no. altitude masks that that limit the, org the, the oxygen so that your cells become more efficient in, in absorbing oxygen into the body you know and, and there's so, no like, proof that works though <laughs> but maybe you never maybe know. maybe maybe yeah um it's a hard sell because uh generally the our population runs just human population will run 50 percent conservative 50 percent um progressive minded no matter where you go that's why you know the presidency always goes back and forth i mean that's it's been like that for a long time already and so, uh, and then people attach like vaccinations and, you know, coronavirus into their politics too, because, you know, our grounding is less, uh, we have, uh, we're struggling, I think, to define things that we have in common. Um, I mean, if we can't even say stuff like uh, uh, the, uh, at least Americans can, you know, sing the national anthem and, we have a hard time trying to figure out how we're going to do it. <laughs> you, 
and that's that's just a kind of like a basic thing about like being in the United States. Uh, um, man, uh, I think that it's it's definitely finding the common language uh, um, is is hard because back in the day, I mean, you know, I I, I know anti-vaxxers, and then I just say, hey. You forgot about polio, didn't you? <laughs> or smallpox. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> do you want that? Did you want that to come back? No, no, you don't, you don't even remember because it's not there. Because we we vaccinated that thing out of existence almost, you know? Uh, so what's the difference? And there is just a lot of uh, all over the place. Uh, oh, it changes um, my DNA. That's why. Yeah, yeah, like, dude, dude. I mean, our kids don't even remember chicken pox now because it's been vaccinated out. Mumps, you know. Uh, uh, so there's all kinds of stuff that, you know, uh, I think we forget. And yeah, so, um, um, but I mean, there's definitely un- underlying um, things all about, you know, why people are making these kind of choices. Um, well, yeah, I know the well. Uh, I know f- folks w- with the vaccination, like the folks who usually are anti-vax, they don't like they don't like all the stuff that's preservatives and the stuff that they put in there. So to to make the vaccine vaccinations last, like shelf life will last really long, and that I kind of get that, you know, because I had a doctor, uh, a pediatrician for my kid, who uh, chose certain types of brands of um, vaccination that didn't have all that crap in. So, you know, if I have a choice, it's not, I'm not against, I'm not against, or I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I do like having the choice of having the one with the ones with less preservative in it. So that like, it's a, you know, it's more pure and there's maybe less possibility of allergic reactions or, you know, so I, I'm down with that. Yeah. Man, I drink Diet Coke, uh, so that's enough preservative for me. <laughs> oh God, dude, aspartame. Uh, like this. <laughs> aspartame. I'm not. No. I'm not big onto no. aspartame, man. It makes me feel weird. Then again, mm. MSG makes me feel weird, but I like it. <laughs> right? It's he doesn't a, like the Ajinomoto, man. I mean, golly. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> food is food. Yeah, food is food. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. That is, Man, how did we went pretty far away from the the thing on the Kanye? <laughs> oh, are we doing it this year? I have no idea. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, for us, I don't, because it's East Coast and because it's, you know, it's such a wide range of land that we cover, right? For all mm-hmm. these Andes, I know, I know I won't be going. Um, mm. Granted, it is outside. Though. I don't know. So there's all so there's all these factors. I, I don't know. Um, and but that's just again because of what I do, and I don't want to accidentally get anybody. I don't know. I don't even know if, yeah. not, if you can even pass it now. All I know is everything's not a hundred percent. So yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm totally fine with people gathering. I just you know want to make my voice too and stuff. And mm-hmm. Yeah. How about like uh, work work life balance? Because you know, when the, the, there are things with like um, running a business where you know you can be so like absorbed into it. Yeah, it's hard to kind of have that 
I don't know, life, quote unquote, yeah. depending on what that means to you. But like, uh, you know. Also, at what age did you um, become sole owner? What and then Mark's question, sorry. <laughs> I'm 34 uh, and it was 2017. And I, so <laughs> oh, how long ago is that now? The That was five years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was like when you were 29. Yeah. Or 30. Okay. 20 and 30. Yeah. Yeah. 20. It was June of that. So I think I was actually 28. But, but yeah, I don't know. I'm also probably making myself younger than I am. But look young. I mean, Asians don't reason. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But, um, and then, sorry, what was the second question of that? Oh, no, I was just talking about work-life balance. Like, how's that been for you to yeah. try and, uh, as an entrepreneur, you know, it can be challenging because you're the, you're the owner. So, you know. Yeah. So, we're, we are open seven days a week, and I feel like I'm working seven days a week. And mm-hmm. it could be something like, um, yeah, I'm always on call, and everyone knows that. But, you know, it's not it's not that bad. I don't mind it. Like, I, I uh, like keeping in contact with my team. Um, but they also know the boundaries of like, okay, like if we're running out of something, maybe you don't have to call me. Maybe you can just shoot me an email or <laughs> I can find out about <laughs> it. So it's like right, right. definitely creating those boundaries of like, okay, what is appropriate to contact me with and what is not. But I mean, yeah, it's, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say it's balanced. It's definitely more, more work than <laughs> life, but it is my life. So yeah. 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 So it's, it's, um, yeah, it's always been, yeah, I would always, uh, my friends would always make fun of me because anytime we tried to do like a dinner or something, I was always late mm-hmm. um, because I was always tied up at work or I was on my phone because I was getting messages and we're, I mean, we, we deal with kids. Like I, I need to know something, you know, is, is going on. It's hard. I mean, we had one kid who just got a concussion a few weeks ago. Oh no. I mean, I, gymnastics, right? So the lot yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Scary. So I'm um, so like, yeah, I needed to be all over that when it happened. Um, oh yeah, man. That's yeah. tough. The paperwork, right? The paperwork. Yeah, the paperwork is, ugh. but then, yeah. And also like, oh my goodness, I hope this kid is okay. What happened? Mm. Look at the cameras, record the camera. You know, like it's all these things go into something like that. And because of the nature of the business with it being kids and with it being gymnastics, with it being parents that you deal with too, it's, it can be a lot, but I will say that made me tougher. Like, like I can, I can definitely take heat. I can definitely take criticism pretty easily. And I, I'm, I, it used to bother me a lot if a parent was unhappy with our program or with a teacher or whatever when I was younger. And then like mm. as I get older, not that it rolls off my shoulder or anything, I don't care, but I definitely know how to handle something like that way more than I did years ago. Was that just from like how you, the process of learning how to let go of things? Was that, how, how did you go about that? Or did, was it just experience or? Definitely experience and definitely a lot of self-help books. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, right on. Yeah. yeah just, uh, you know, let, not letting something, you know, over completely overtake you. And then it, you know, it carries on to everything that you do and how you treat people and how you go about your day. I mean, you develop a quick, 
you know, thick skin when dealing with parents and their kids. And I mean, yeah, right. I want to be, yeah, of course I want to be accommodating and do everything right. I mean, these kids, these parents trust me, you know, and my Mm -hmm. team with their kids. So that's a Mm -hmm. big responsibility Mm -hmm. when they're in our space. Like totally huge. Um, But yeah, I I would definitely say a a lot, a lot of reading. No one should ever sleep on books. And I I think (laughs) everyone should get a therapist or take or read self-help books. (laughs) Yeah, I'm all for it, man. Like, you know, I I, I recommend it for who's your go to uh, self-help mentors. Um, I really like her. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Mel Robbins. She's on Audible. Mel Robbins, no? Mel Robbins? Yeah, she created this, it's called the five second rule where you just like, you just five, four, three, two, one, and then like move on. Kind of like Nike, you just do it, but like in a scientific way, there's a lot of science back by it. Like if you just tell yourself, like I try to walk or run every morning for two miles before work. Oh, that's good. And I'll like tell myself like five, four, three, two, one, all right, get up. Like it, it creates like something in your mind to just like reshift, refocus and like just go. So a lot of that, especially with it. Yeah. I've been using that a lot. Actually, I've been, I reread her book twice during this whole pandemic because being a small business owner in this environment, I mean, super depressing, like crazy. depressing. Mm. So I have mm. needed like immerse myself in therapy and in books and like mm-hmm. being around like really good people and um but yeah i would definitely say Brene brown and mel robbins cool so what do you do for um self-care uh for uh to revive and rejuvenate i i have tried so hard this season when I say season I mean this pandemic to meditate and I am just so bad at it I mean I I have like a hundred browsers like happening like all the same time and they just keep like clicking and clicking and clicking you know (laughs) I I just can't snap out of it I have attempted meditation I tried to work out um I've been doing, I've been doing pretty good. I must say I was walking or running two miles before. (laughs) Yeah. That's a meditation in itself, honestly. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. And, um, and I've been doing a lot of cooking because to me, that's a meditation. Yeah. I'm like, Mm -hmm. because Um, meditation is, um, mindful meditation is all it is, is, uh, focusing, focusing on fewer things than many things. So when you're walking, you're just walking, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes like you're just focusing on your breath because, you know, especially if you're doing becoming doing more intense things. When you're doing your food, you're focused because you want the food to taste good or you don't want to cut yourself when you're, you're yeah. cutting. So there's more focus. It's, that, that's, all, that's all it really is. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. And like, yeah. I've, so I've been trying, actually, you are the person talking about this. Um, <laughs> I've been doing guided meditation Mm. And um, there is an app, I think it's called like timed or something like that. And it's like, you can do like one minute of guided meditation. That's all I've gotten to so far because I, I try, it's like the longest minute of my life, but at least like he guides you (laughs) through the breathing, (laughs) what you're supposed to be thinking. And I'm like, okay, like, like, so I've been trying to do, I've been trying to do that. But yeah, like, as you said, I, I should probably like not 
um, cut myself so short with that because um, yeah. I did during a like actual shutdown. Everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I have nothing to do because there was no business mm-hmm. to run. <clears throat> um, so I was like, okay, I'm really going to try cooking because I, I can cook some basic things. I'm not a good baker, but like I can cook some things. But I did not know. I, I definitely came out a better cook than I have ever been in my life. Oh, that's so, awesome, man. Yeah, like yeah. one week I did. I, so I did. I I decided to do it by country. So one week I did Italy and Mexico. The week after I did Greek and Filipino. The week after <laughs> I did Hawaiian and, and I think I did Indian. And yeah, and then I oh kept wow. going, going and going. Yeah, mm. it's like I think it's I like heard you're traveling. Yeah, it's yeah. Like traveling. <laughs> Even though you're stuck at home. <laughs> yeah, that was like my way of like traveling. <laughs> I, I think John Kabat-Zinn, um, who's like you know, really renowned for like mindfulness meditations. Uh, Last time I heard him, he was saying that a lot of like mindfulness was all about, you know, transforming our human doing into human being. And so, in other words, uh, the things that allow you to be a being, to be, uh, is really, really kind of like the beginning of your own mindfulness so cooking, if that is that's what allows you to be, um, then that would be then um, uh, the level of awareness because each ingredient makes up something. And when you sit there and have the opportunity to ponder all of that and to gaze at it, to it it creates something of its own thing. Um, and so I think we all have it. Actually, in fact, if we don't have that that ability to uh, give and to grow, then I think that's where the unhappiness lies, uh, starts setting in with people because then you know, we don't have any anything to to offer and we don't have anything to kind of like blossom at, at, mm. at them. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, that cooking sounds like a good thing. It sounds rejuvenating, you know? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the things that, all, all those things like cooking, walking, they can also, you know, like um, when it comes to our spirituality, you can see it as prayer as well, you know. Oh. And one of the, the the things I find like that I love about our culture, especially when it comes to the dances, is that our dances are usually connected with uh, ritual prayer. So, you know, like when we're playing the gongs, and like I, I mentioned this before, the gongs, you know, you do all the prayer beforehand. Then when you play the gongs, the gongs carry out that prayer. But when you're playing on the in the gong, when you're playing the gongs and when you're dancing, like there's a certain mental focus. So our dancing, uh, in itself, is 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 mind, uh, uh, it's mindfulness meditation. So like we have these aspects in our culture that uh, that I find quite interesting. They don't call it mindfulness meditation because that's not you know, we you know they don't have that. Uh, that kind of wording toward towards it, but it's 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 our spirituality, so it's there. It's in our it's it's in our culture, mm-hmm. you know. Even even like the resonance of the gongs, like I've like I've spoken to a lot of like people about it, or people have spoken to me about it. Like I I'll post mm-hmm. um <clears throat> a video on Instagram or whatever of the the kids playing the gongs, and then yeah. uh, I'll get messages from people from Seattle. Be like, oh yeah, man, every time. Anytime I hear the the sound of the gongs or something, or something, it'll take me back or whatever. And it's like, yeah. um, like we've 
spoken about this before where it's it's like the 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 sound connects us to our ancestors like not to sound ocontus or whatever but it it is kind of like that you know what i mean and in that in that sense like (laughs) that is a form of you know how one can meditate and whatnot yeah it's very like yeah it's very that's true yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's very woo woo but at the same time like it it like you 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 can't explain it to people that don't understand it Mm. but for us like anytime i talk to somebody from 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 bebop or anywhere else that are that is a girl and has experienced this or Mm. even someone like my brother who we we all grew up here in canada but they're they're, like are a very young age we did hear like the gongs and chanting back home yeah and like anytime like he'll hear something like that he'll 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 Mm. recognize it because it's something from Mm. not only our childhood but like in 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 a deeper sense part of our culture part of our dna in a sense Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it's important to note that because our our our, our gangsa has a functionality to it. Our dancing has a functionality to it, mm-hmm. and so like uh, you know, like like one of the uncles told me over here, you know, in um, you know, his his context is coming out of uh, uh, Bontok, uh, where he's from, and he was telling me how like you know, when people would come back from headhunting trips, of course, the first thing they're going to play is like a talibang or you know, balangbang, right? So the part that I, the concept of, of doing that is not to only to, it's not just a victory dance, you know, the people would say, oh, it's a victory dance. They went, came back from a headhunting trip and stuff like that, you know, but the idea of it was to uh, put the warrior's mind back into focus so that they, it's, it's a way of uh, dealing with PTSD, you know, because they just came back from a, a fight. And so uh, one of the ways to, ha- to handle that is to uh, get into a mode, uh, almost like, it's almost like a hypnotic mode to kind of like center th- yourself. And then you do it with your community. And that's a, that changes everything because then everybody's mind kind of like settles on that beat together. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. it was a functionality to, uh, to prevent that, young warrior from having ptsd you know mm-hmm. so uh, and there is like a whole you know even though they do like these uh the old days they would do these like head hunting things yeah. uh, there was actually cleansing they have cleansing rituals after it after after these kind of uh these situations and then they still did it even when they stopped doing the head hunting when people would come back from war or you know like even my father-in-law you know he was in a situation as a policeman and they did some um, ritual cleansing for him because emotionally it was very hard because he had to, you know, wow. shoot somebody, you know, uh, uh, as a cop in the Philippines. And that was hard for him to deal with. And the old people, they did these rituals of to, to try and help him out with that. But um, yeah, anyways, man, we really shifted there. But uh, <laughs> it was because we were talking about mindfulness meditation. So like, uh, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that can be a, a stigma, like, you know, ther- any mm-hmm. kind of form of, you know, therapy in Asian culture. Mm-hmm. I so, well, people uh, are using like Tibetan bowls and stuff now. Yeah. They're using the frequency oh, yeah. for yeah. healing. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you think back to our people, it's not like our, our ancestors didn't recognize that. They obviously recognize that they use it to carry the prayers out, but they also use it to center uh, the, everybody in the community. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And this is where I find like, man, these how important these gatherings of Igorots are for the mental health of Igorots like all over the mm -hmm. world, like in the diaspora and in the Philippines, these mm -hmm. gatherings mm -hmm. and playing together, I find this like, it's key, you know, like I think for every community, there has to have some form where they do something together, whether it be some form of dance or, you know, being on the same drum beat, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. It's important.